As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Leadership Strategies for Women. I'm Eli Nieves, your host for the next half hour. I'm a speaker, writer, and leadership coach. Or a 
you just saying, you know, hang in there and it's going to be okay. That's great. And, Diane, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Well, I uh, really, the the true matter is um, I went through a series of events and could not find a job and went and interviewed and sent out 60 resumes uh, in 2004, and no one would hire me. And so finally I decided decided to hire myself. And uh, I think I was an entrepreneur long before that in my mind, and I, that was when I was working as a counselor, and I had all these different creative ideas and things that we could do, and I was always feeling like I might be a little bit out of bounds. <laughs> In the, in the counseling world that I was in at the hospital. So I think that um, I've finally been able to accept that title, entrepreneur. For a long time, I thought that was fancy men in uh, business suits walking around, you know, down on Wall Street and realized, um, no, that, that doesn't necessarily mean a man and doesn't necessarily mean um, – the things that I thought it meant, it, it does relate to, it's, a, it's more of a thinking process. So um, I've accepted, yes, I am a, I'm an entrepreneur. That's a great way to phrase that, and I, and I love that you said you hired yourself. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially in this economy where so many people have lost their jobs and are struggling to find employment, that they don't consider that as an option or they're really afraid of thinking of what an entrepreneur could be or what it could possibly mean. Do you have any words of encouragement for people who are considering entrepreneurship during this time but are afraid to leap into it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, definitely, um, yeah, it, it's a big leap, and sometimes it's the only choice you have in front of you. And like for myself, it feel, felt like, well, you know, what else am I going to do at this point? Um, and there, I mean, it's really it was about becoming more fully. Myself, I would say the advice I would uh, give to someone considering it is, number one, get help. Get help in the journey across, whether that's through a coach. Uh, definitely I have a coach. I also got help through the Small Business Development Center and have used them. It's a free service in um, every state. It's state-funded and have been an amazing resource for me. Uh, so I've got a lot of help through trainings and seminars and uh, the other suggestion I would have is read everything you can. Read everything that you can. I am an avid reader, and you can learn most of what you need for free, really, or for the cost of a book or for the investment and in time in looking far enough and hard enough on the World Wide Web. You can really get an amazing amount of information before you even launch. Great advice about just uh, being willing to invest in yourself and trainings and seminars and doing research. That really is the key to succeeding in anything that we take on, really, not just entrepreneurship, but I think in entrepreneurship especially because there's so many challenges that you're going to face that you probably wouldn't have expected otherwise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, almost every day there's a new challenge, <laughs> just a new challenge. Uh, being an entrepreneur, and I've been doing this now for five years, and I, you know, all of a sudden you think, wow, it's been five years that I have survived. And most businesses don't survive through the, you know, three to five year mark. Mm -hmm. And so just being tenacious enough and consistent enough um, and knowing that you're going to weather the storm no matter what. 
is um, is really it's a, it's a mindset, and I think some people uh, go into it with one foot, or, you know, or even half a half their body hanging out the door, and just if any bad thing happens, they're going to bail out. And um, I, I mean, I, I won't lie, I've had a couple times over the years where I've started looking for a regular job, and I've sent off resumes, and I thought, well, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore, and. Um, God just sent me straight back over, you know, to stay where I am. And, uh, you know, I, I see what you do, and you have you have both. You have your full-time career and your full-time or, part, you know, part-time to full-time entrepreneur coaching business. And um, it's just an amazing testimony to you and your time management skills. So good job. Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, everybody everybody's path is different, right? I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people can actually just launch an entrepreneur uh, business, and I, I kind of took the back-end way, and I want you to share with our listeners after I'm done um, a little bit about your background and how it prepared you to be an entrepreneur. But, like, for example, with my story is I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. It was not something that I ever imagined I would do. I was always already working a full-time job. I, you know, got rid of all my debt, but I went ahead and bought a house and a car, and that's pretty much the only debt that I still have to this day, but I still have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, the benefits also come in very handy uh, in a full-time job, and I am planning to hopefully, you know, save as much money as I possibly can so that, you know, I can take that, you know, plunge maybe in a few years or so. Uh, but also the job that I have allows me the flexibility to be able to uh, do you know, entrepreneur work, and not everybody's mm-hmm. job allows for that flexibility. And mm-hmm. and can you share, you know, what your experience has been, you know, what your background is and how it prepared you to be an entrepreneur? Sure, I'd love to. Well, my background was at, uh, in, as a counselor, so I had my master's degree in counseling and loved it. I worked for five years in a hospital doing brief solution-focused therapy, and, uh, and we, I learned how to you know, diagnose the issue that could have been stress, it could have been uh, family dynamics, uh, could have been some anxiety, but I learned to get in quick, figure out what needed to happen, give some homework, and help the people, um, help them move through it, move, move through it and towards solution. And I definitely know how much that's helped me as a coach. Uh, also, during that time, I led groups. I led support groups. I led um, groups at the hospital. I led body image groups uh, in private practice. So I I learned a lot about group dynamics and then I also have a background working in sales. For a couple years I sold candles uh, through a company called Party Light and I went and did many, many, many home, home parties with all types of women, all types of groups and just really got very comfortable just knowing that I would, uh, I could stand up in front of all different types of people and talk about something I am passionate about and um, not be salesy. Uh, so I think all of those things put together really uh, uh, give me a good combination of understanding people, understanding some of the sales uh, process, and understanding group dynamics. That's wonderful information. And I just want to encourage our listeners who are interested in pursuing uh, entrepreneurship that even 
doing your, your day-to-day job or your activities on the side can prepare you for entrepreneurship, just really take the time to see what it is that you're doing and you're engaging in that could be helping to propel you in that direction, what skills you're acquiring that will be helpful to you as an entrepreneur, and even the relationships that you're building that will allow you to uh, be able to move forward in, in whatever businesses that you want to go into. So, uh, Diane, you alluded to some of this already, but what is one of the biggest challenges that you face as an entrepreneur? Mm. I would say the, the, the consistency. So, I mean, the biggest challenge is also one of the things you definitely want. And so as an entrepreneur, you don't have anyone telling you when to do what you need to do. So for me, um, I've learned to create those things for myself and place deadlines for myself. Some of those are uh, just me choosing a date and, I mean, truly picking a date on the calendar to have a seminar or host a teleclass, and that uh, propels me forward to get the work done that needs to happen or even write the seminar. So uh, the biggest challenge, I I would guess, would be just staying consistent, knowing that each day is going to have its own challenges and its own uh, successes. You might be the only one that knows about those things. You might be just uh, a solo person in a, in a shop or in an office, uh, which is exactly what I am for now. Uh, I'm growing my virtual team. But the, just the challenge is to stay consistent, continue showing up, and doing what you know you're supposed to do. And as, as someone who's working a full-time job and managing a business, I find the same challenges, that consistency, mm-hmm. especially, you know, at the end of their day when you're tired and you've done uh, had a full day of work that you still have to, you know, plow through. And when you find that passion, whatever that passion is, and that passion becomes your business, it gives you that extra energy to propel forward. But you're still human, and as a human, you do get tired. And um, it'll fall by the wayside, but that consistency is definitely important, not only for yourself, but for your clients. They expect that from you. Whatever Mm -hmm. else is going on in your life, your your clients are expecting you to be consistent and to still deliver your services and your products in a quality manner. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Well, a great example that I just thought of is for five years now, I've been doing an email newsletter. And um, I've gone from once a month at the very beginning to then I moved to um, weekly during one period. And now I do a combination of two different newsletters. I've got a weekly newsletter and a uh, twice a month newsletter. And really, I mean, that has always been my own personal deadline. No one ever told me what to do with that. But I just always know, know in my uh, on my calendar and in my gut is that, you know, come hell or high water, <laughs> that newsletter will go out. It, you know, sometimes it will be better than others, uh, but that's just a good example of, you know, figuring out what your business really has to have and staying true to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great example because I also uh, put out a newsletter and I moved from uh, a weekly format at one point to now monthly format because it just works better with, with my schedule, but it still provides that consistency uh, that my clients expect. So I think those are those are great examples. Mm-hmm. So what are three major lessons that you've learned as an entrepreneur? 
Well, number one is, and I think we talked about this already, but number one is get help. Get help. Uh, hire a coach. Uh, I, I hired a coach a couple years ago, and it was a huge, um, huge piece of my learning process. And now I work with a variety of coaches and mentors and uh, training programs. So number one is get help. Number two, a major lesson that I've learned is to speak the truth. Uh, speak my truth and speak the truth to your clients and customers. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of learning, you know, figuring out that uh, your truth might be a little ways down. You might be uh, ignoring your own truth. Uh, that could be the truth of what type of clients you like to work with. It could be that the, uh, the truth that there's um, certain things in your business that aren't working for you. And they aren't working financially, uh, so that's been a major lesson to learn how to speak the truth and to be willing to speak the truth. And then the third major lesson that I've learned is, uh, I call it my Be Brave mantra or and or the Go, go, big, uh, go big Principles. Uh, you know, we have to learn to be brave. And uh, I've actually just created a program. It's a 30-day free program. You can find it at Be Brave Today. Dot com, and you can get an email every day for 30 days with a little brave challenge for you to take on because, for one, I know that that's what I've been doing this year. Everything that scares me, I'm taking it on. Everything that I think, oh, I can't do that, who am I to do that, I'm taking it on. And I'm being a brave, uh, brave woman. And I'll tell you what brave stands for for me. It stands for bold, risky, adventurous, visionary, entrepreneur. And so I am being very brave this year, and um, that's, I guess, the third lesson I've had to learn that just really learning to step out. Oh, that's great. I love that. Be brave. So what role have appreciation and gratitude played in your walk as an entrepreneur? Mm. Uh, gosh, I, I would say... A huge, has played a huge role just in recognizing the great gift it is to be able to be doing something you love, something that you're good at, is uh, is a major gift. There, most of the people that I know that are out there working, uh, many of them hate their jobs. Uh, they hate it. And so I feel just this huge gratitude uh, towards God and towards um, just all the different people that have been a part of my journey and helping me have the courage to continue the path, I uh, appreciation and gratitude for my clients, for the clients that have come to me, and each one of those clients is a gift to me. I don't take any of them for granted. I take each of those as just a, a personal gift that has been brought into my life, and so I just feel, um, I feel. Um, feel an amazing sense of commitment and devotion and uh, honor to be in that place with each of them. And where do you find your inspiration? <laughs> I find inspiration almost everywhere, Ellie. I mean, it's really kind of ridiculous. I, I started to write an article a few uh, weeks ago just and I think I was going to call it finding inspiration in Walmart. <laughs> um, but 
truly, I think, uh, you know, I try to look at the world with an inspired eye. And, you know, well, what could you do with this? Or how could that um, help someone? Or, uh, you know, what's a new, new way of doing this completely different? So, I mean, I uh, can find that in everywhere from the coffee shop to the morning newspaper to walking through Walmart. And it can be from a positive experience or it can be from a negative experience that I find my inspiration. Sometimes I'm inspired by something that I am outraged about. And so I'm inspired to make a change. Uh, Sometimes I'm inspired by someone else doing something that I think, wow, I could do that too. Um, And a good example, I've run four marathons, and I did that with the Teen and Trainee Leukemia Society's program, and I did that because I was inspired because my friend had done that, and I I saw that Oprah had run a marathon at that time, and so, um, and because of that, I know I've inspired other people to get on that journey and an amazing fundraiser and run a marathon at the same time. So I, I could go on and on, but I, I think that it's a matter of how we look at the world. There's inspiration everywhere. That there is, and I think it's wonderful that you find uh, inspiration in all things in your life, and I think that's great advice for our listeners, too. Mm-hmm. What are three leadership qualities that you believe an entrepreneur must have? Mm-hmm. Well, these are, I think these are uh, definitely qualities that we have to have. Um, We have to have passion. Uh, As a leader, you have to be passionate about your cause, whatever that cause may be. And we have to be passionate enough that people can see it in us. My favorite quote is by John Wellesley, and it says, Catch on fire with enthusiasm, and people will come for miles to watch you burn. And that's that passion. And so as an entrepreneur, we have to have that. The second quality that we have to have is persistence. It's about that just, uh, I call these my three Ps, passion and persistence is just the willingness to keep on going uh, over and over and over, day after day, mile after mile, whatever it is that you're working on, uh, client after client, it's that persistent behavior to um, that you're that really defines you as a leader, that you're not a quitter. And the third leadership quality that an entrepreneur must have is people, people skills and people as in mentors and trainers, like we've mentioned before. The people in your life are uh, vitally important to what happens to your business. So, uh, And your skills with people will make or break you. Uh, if you you don't need to learn more about your business, you need to learn more about people if you want to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said earlier to uh, earlier about um, you know getting help and finding a coach and training yourself. Again, you know these are all things that are so important when you're an entrepreneur, and even when it comes to people skills. You know, and some some of us don't consider ourselves people you know people persons, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible to you know to try to develop. I love reading Dale Carnegie's book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know, it's just such a powerful book about how we can be more engaging and how we can learn to, you know, um, relate better to other people and take them more into consideration. And that's people skill number one. And especially Mm -hmm. when you're an entrepreneur and you're selling services or 
products, you know, the, the customer is your main priority and your your main focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me what inspired you to launch the National Association of Women Christian Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Sure, definitely. Well, we just launched um, in May, May 11th, and this was a, a little seed that was planted in me, I would say, last fall. And I began the uh, research process, and really everything that I begin or launch is something that I know that I either do need or needed in the past. And so that's that's where the idea started from. It, the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs is about connecting other women from all different backgrounds to each other, to learn, to be a part of a community, to gather new training, to ask questions and be safe about asking the questions you need to ask. There's many times that um, most, many of the entrepreneurs I work with are either just getting started and they might only have shared their dream with one person and you need more than that one person. You need some support around you in order to have faith in yourself and to even get anything get moving. So I was inspired to launch this because I saw a huge gap. I saw a huge need. I, uh, I'm glad I chose to create it as a Christian group because um, that's our foundation. We, we pray in our group, and then we, we talk about marketing or we talk about social media or we talk about how can we uh, get our message out in a new way. And we don't uh, ever get into denomination. Um, that is That would just basically muddy the waters, really. I, I want it to be about a foundation and, and um, then help us to succeed and support one another. And if anybody wants to check out what we have um, available, go to nacwe.org. And then I think that's wonderful and you hit it on the nail when you said that there was a need there. And uh, one of the things I've learned as an entrepreneur is that I have to say no to a lot of things whenever someone has a new group, a new organization. i got to say no because I have to focus on my business or I have, you know, limited time. But this is one of those things that I actually said yes to. And I'm a member of the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs, and I just believe it's a really great resource. And as a Christian woman and an entrepreneur, I do view entrepreneurship from a different perspective. And I do believe that, you know, God and Jesus are guiding me in all my decisions. You know, I rely on the Bible for for spiritual and personal guidance and also professionally and in my business. So being able to be a member of an organization that is not only there to help me with my business, but also there to help me continue to develop in my Christian walk, I think is exceptional. So I really thank you for, um, you know, launching this organization. And I thank God for planting the seed in your heart. Mm. Well, gosh, thank you, and and thank you for being a charter member of the the group. And I mean, you're a great example of the exact type of woman that we have. We have women from all over the United States, and we also have a couple from Canada so far. And we uh, have ten benefits that are available. And the amazing thing about all of this is uh, every every phone call we record, we also have it transcribed. So if you have another obligation, such as work, family, um, you know, another op- opportunity for your business to be in front of people, 
then you can listen later to the phone calls. You can connect, um, you can print them out and have them as a download, and you can connect on our private Facebook page too. So you're just a great example of a busy woman doing her, doing her business and uh, still gaining benefit from the material behind the scenes. So I'm so glad to have you. You're our featured member this week. Yeah, I yeah, am. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Diane, what's your what's your larger vision for the organization? Mm. Wow, well that's a, a big dream. I really see our organization growing each month uh, in leaps and bounds. We just finished our first month and a half charter membership phase. Um, I can only imagine where we're going to be a year from now. Um, I see us attracting uh, bigger uh, bigger speakers each time. Uh, to be our experts, I see us having a yearly conference where we all gather and learn from one another. I see just different groups breaking out um, and coaching opportunities and mastermind success groups. So I see a lot of things that I'm working on behind the scenes to roll out. Uh, I see thousands of members in the NACWE. in not very long from now, but probably by the end of 2010, I, I can see a thousand members. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so let it be written and let it be done. Let it be fun. Yes. Amen. <laughs> so Diane, what's next for you and your? Mm. <clears throat> well, I am moving to a new office will actually happen in the next week, and that will be the home, uh, the headquarters of the NACWE and my coaching practice and my consulting, and so I'm very excited about that, getting settled there, and then that will help, help me clear my mind a little bit as I clear out some of the boxes that are surrounding me at the moment. Um, the next is to finish up the next which is also for female entrepreneurs. That should be done this fall. And then I'm also working on uh, uh, some new coaching programs. So it will be more high-level high coaching programs and an intensive weekend for the fall as well. So lots of things. I'm, uh, I'm always finding new inspiration, so I have to almost uh, pick and choose which things I'm going to uh, f- focus on and really launch and which things really need to go and wait for next year. Diane, how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs? Yeah, definitely. I would love to connect. Um, They can find me at two different places on the web, dianekenningham.com, and that's Diane with one N, D-I-A-N-E-N-I-N-G-H-A-M. And then you can find our association, and we would love to connect with you there. It's nacwe.org the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs, and I'm on Facebook. We have um, the Facebook page for the NACWE as well, and um, I'm on Blog Talk Radio. You can find me there at inspiredwomenradio.com, and those are the main places to find me. Great. And, Diane, um, tell tell us a little bit about the book that you're about to launch, the one that you're writing now so that our listeners can be on the lookout for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a book that I'm co-writing with another female entrepreneur, and it really covers what I call my 10 Go Big Success Principles, and I'll just run through those really quickly. We've kind of touched on most of them already today. And Number one is show up. 
Uh, show up to your life. Show up to the networking event. Show up. Number two is speak the truth, and uh, we talked about that. Number three is trust your gut. Number four is get over it. <laughs> Number five is say no so that you can say yes. Number six is go to school. Get the training you need. Go get yourself back into uh, schooling. Uh, number seven is catch on fire. Find that purpose and go live it. Number eight is be a rock star. And that's really just about celebrating your strengths and not being afraid to shine. Number nine is do a happy dance. And that's really about celebrating the uh, milestones that you've already had and not being a, uh, not holding back. Do a happy dance out in the hallway. And number ten is about getting hungry. And I think many times as women we're taught to not be hungry for anything, that hunger is wrong. And I believe hunger is good, and it means we're still alive. So these are the ten principles that are covered. Each of these will be a chapter in the book. And it's really about just going big, which big stands for go beyond imaginable goals. That's wonderful, Diane. And I wish you a lot of success with your book and book sales and along with your coaching business. And so thank you so much for sharing with us today, Diane. Thank many you blessings. so much for having me. Yeah, many blessings to the uh, members of the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs. And to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, then you can uh, go on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Also, I hope that you will join me and the over 1,000 leaders who have joined the Leadership Strategies for Women Network. Oh, sorry, <laughs> the Leadership Strategies for Women Network on Facebook. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Until next time, God bless. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.